I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. Courtney, episode two of the 100 and what the fuck happened? I don't know what else to say. That's all. Oh, what happened? The, okay, we've done how many episodes do you think we've done, Joe? This is going to be like 41, I think. This is the first time I literally almost shut it off. I was like, I wonder if Joe can carry this episode if I shut this off because it was so, so fucking bad. It was unwatchable it went from like a normal science fiction show to them mm-hmm. throwing every science fiction like theme they yeah. could figure out into one show they went from like lord of the flies now it's like mad max it's yeah like, it was like it was like god mixed with Battlestar galactica mixed with lord of the flies mixed with lost and then like there was like some mystery to it and like murder and like it was fucking so weird and i <laughs> Justin was watching it with me and he's like, what's going on? And I go, and Joe picked on me for picking army wives. He goes, I'd rather watch that shit than this. (laughs) Oh my God. It was was so bad. bad. I had no idea. So horrible. They didn't skimp on the special effects though. I just want to raise that now. Yeah. You just didn't skip on the special effects. It looked good. I, yeah, fine. Besides the fact that it took, the battle took place in someone's backyard, basically. Justin goes, where do they live? <laughs> like, like, I'm like, I don't know. British Columbia. Yeah, and then at the end, and then at the end when they were <laughs> when they were putting up stick figure houses, he goes, <laughs> he goes, look at these fucking houses they're building, but they got leather jackets on. I was like, I know. Oh, you couldn't find a house anywhere <laughs> around there to go live in? It was so weird. He goes, there's not even a hole in any of their clothes. Like, <laughs> Oh, insane. Wait, can I also tell you the craziest thing? Is that this we've been calling this series the 100 and it's pronounced the 100. So <laughs> I'm so sorry for anyone who liked this shit sandwich. I guess we could have at least pronounced the name correctly. So fucking but <laughs> The 100. The 100. The 100. We got the hundred and I kept like reading over and over again. I was like, "How do you say that?" The hundred. I'm watching the no, hundred. No, it's the one hundred. No, it's not. no. But th- that's in English. That's how you read that vernacular. It's yeah, the one hundred. One hundred. But this show is supposed to be pronounced. I found this by the way. The the hundred. So I can barely it. say it. The hundred. I just want to let everyone know how much fucking research I had to put into this. For this to make sense. Um, it still doesn't, but yeah. It'll all make sense to you. I did so much fucking no, no. research on this. I Dude. understood it in the end. It just is horrible. Like, I didn't want to... Okay, I want to be a little upbeat. So I did... What I did was I looked up a five-star review and a one-star review. And I thought maybe I could read those to you before we begin. Oh, that's fine. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. We should, we should make that a staple. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, this has a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know how. Um, 70% for like the audience average score. That makes a little more sense to me. Um, the five star review, I just took a, a chunk of it out, said, I had to, I had a lot to say about this wonderful show, but I think I can't because words fail me to describe this masterpiece. 
The 100 is one of the best science fiction series ever, from the storyline to the visual effects, acting, cast, with their amazing performances, strong script, etc. And anything about this show is brilliant in a way that you can't imagine. I call it the GOAT. Greatest of all time. Okay, large statement. Oh, wow. So whose aunt wrote that? <laughs> it was Clark's great aunt Phyllis, I think. That was just... <laughs> I'm going to go on the internet. We need a couple Google five-star reviews that you get on there it's just like and i did i read a bunch of reviews and everyone's like oh it's so good like it's pure science fiction and like the character development's really good which was something you and i had discussed like this probably gets good with the way like you learn so much about them because there's so much time and there's so many people to get the chance to know Mm -hmm. so fine (laughs) but the one star review i found i found some but i thought this one was comical it said what a completely logicless and brainless series. Clark's character is so annoying. Logic dies many times over in every episode of the series. Every character in the series is dumb. I can't stress enough how logicless these characters are. <laughs> okay. So we have two very different sides of the spectrum here. I don't know that I found the characters to be dumb. I just found the show itself to be misguided. Like, I was so into the premise in the beginning where it was like the dropped on Earth, they got to acclimate themselves. Ooh, now there might be these like others on Earth. But everything from what I have put together turned into a war and the end of times. And it's like, it was so far removed from what it was in the beginning to like the religious aspect, like you said, and like this terrestrial beings and like being zapped up in the heaven and weird shit that it was very much not just survival of humanity yeah like i missed that to me right Um, but i mean we'll get into it as we go about all the stuff that comes up and all the different directions each of the cast members and characters have to go into and go through i mean they're they're visibly older which i liked i guess casting them that young it's kind of like harry potter so by the time that it ends they're visibly older they look mature yeah they don't just look like they were 22 the whole time you know what's weird one of the seasons because i did like after i was done watching i did like a quick glance they had 125 year like cryo sleep so it's been like it hasn't just been like a handful of years since the pilot it's been like hundreds of years since the pilot seriously jesus yeah i don't it's bizarre Um, all right i'm gonna get into two people because I tried so hard to find something interesting on some of the cast members that you might mm-hmm. not have seen or, or know. Cause there was like one or two people. I was like, Oh, I've seen that person. Yeah. Like the woman who was like the head of one of the, the gang. Yeah. She's from American horror. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I've seen her. Yeah. People know her. I'm going to find someone. No, I couldn't. It was so hard. I found yeah. two. And so it's a huge Laura, cast. It's so weird. Yeah. Right. Like Laura Flannery who plays Maddie. She was in The Mist, Shadowhunters, and a movie called Home Again with Reese Witherspoon. She's the daughter of Sean Patrick Flannery. Oh. He's from Boondock Saints. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So he's the other one besides Norman Reedus and that. Uh, she also speaks French and Mandarin. Oh. And guess how much she got paid per episode? <laughs> She's a pretty major character. Mm, I guess so. Two hundred fifty thousand per episode. 
that's a lot no she only got paid 10k but 10k is a decent chunk of change yeah for, for how many people are in the show for how she's a young girl too she's worth yeah. a million already so good for her yeah that's nice you you go laura flannery you go lola flannery all right Laura cass Reed. morgan who wrote the book that the 100 is based off of oh, okay so she taught horseback riding lessons and inner city kids in the summer while she was in college the first uh album that she ever bought was ace of bass that's fun <laughs> that's i cool. saw the sign it opened up my eyes i saw the sign life is demanding with we no understanding. yes okay uh, she wrote pieces of The Hundred in New York, L.A., Monterey, the Berkshires, Alabama, Sarasota, Oxford, and London. Oh, so she kind of did like a little traveling and writing type gig. Yeah. That's neat. I re- she said, I reread the entire Anne of Green Gables series mm-hmm. once a year, and I'm dying to visit uh, Prince Edward Island, she said. Yeah, I was actually going to say, should we do Anne of Green Gables? <laughs> Like, I was trying to look for something really out there for another episode, like, but... So, you want to know, I was going to tell a fun story about some stupid cast people or something that I worked with in the past, but I don't have time, because I have to explain this episode in such detail. Excruciating. I got to hop right in. Yeah. All right, so, guess what? Yeah, Courtney, guess guess what? 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 Live view! Jackson, Murphy, and Raven are in the sanctum now, and they rush Imori to the med bay. They are in shock. Oh, never mind. I got to start over. (laughs) Jackson, Murphy, and Raven are in the sanctum, and they rush Imori to the med bay. Have we met any of those four prior? No, but I need to look up their names and shit. I did a lot of research, so yeah. No, I want. I just wanted to know for my own reference yeah. because I was. Oh like... no, I think we met Raven in the first one. Okay, go on for the third time. Jackson, Murphy, and Raven are in the sanctum. And they rush Amori to the med bay. They shock her back to life with defibrillators, and Raven rushes off to save the other friends and stop who they call the Shepherd. So the Shepherd is like this cult guy. He looks like a cult guy. He's wearing mm-hmm. like a white robe. Um, long hair it's always long hair yeah very jesusy um at the same time what he's on that like boardwalk in the stars right yeah yeah he's like so he's i don't know i'm gonna get to it i will explain it all okay clark and octavia are also hot on the heels of the shepherd they take out these guards and what what they're guarding is what's called the stone room and the shepherd is has stepped through the stone room and is doing what they call the final test. And all of a sudden these chicks turn into the girl from resident evil. And they're like gunned up, like just absolutely blowing the shit out of stuff, <laughs> like killing all these guards. And I'm like, okay, what happened? Um, do they become assassins in the seven? Yeah, the seven it, it goes from like an acid trip scene to like, to like an action sequence. It's so off putting. So through the stone, we see the, kind of the bad dude on a wooden dock um, it's set in a constellation, and then all of a sudden, um, his daughter appears, Callie, except it's not Callie, uh, is appealing to him as the person who was either the greatest teacher or the greatest failure to them. So and that's so that's that why it appears as her as his daughter. Yeah. And, and he like... she, she's a little bit of both to him, both 
his greatest teacher and his greatest failure. And I believe that peer must mean something because in it was carved dad plus Cal. So it, yeah, must so also, it all must be like some kind of mirage or something. So as the judge is what they, yes, what they yeah, call them. Yeah, that, like, Callie yeah. will present questions to him. She explains that the last person from the human species who came to him, Becca, refused the test. Uh, but he's ready and he assures her that... Um, you know, he's ready to go and take this test. She asks him why he chose to erase love in pursuit of the moment. But before he can answer, Clark comes up, click, click, bang, bang, <laughs> shoots him right in the back of the head and goes, pencils down. That's <laughs> where I was like, I did a little pause there and I was like, nope, can't do it. I can get behind the space, the post-apocalyptic, but this shit has really gone off the rails. So it's you like mythological. in front of God or the judge who judges the human race's next move. You're just like, hang on, let me just pop this guy right, right directly yeah. in front of you and let his blood go all over your face. That was so weird. Like, I feel like I'm just going to repeat myself, but I just don't understand it. I don't get why they were there. I don't get why God is involved or like these extraterrestrial beings. No. I don't get why they're like trying to save the human race this way. Instead of just fucking survival. Like they had a good plot, but I guess after a couple seasons, you'll start running out of shit. Yeah. Like, like what was going to happen? Well, even Justin, when we were, he goes seven seasons. I was like, yeah. And I guess you're right. Like you do run out of things, but it's so out there that I couldn't make sense of it because it was so far removed, even from the original story. Like most shows you watch, like even when we watched Battlestar, where I was still like puzzled by different things that happened in the finale, it was still the same premise. We're on a spaceship. We're looking for Earth. X, Y, and Z has happened. This has almost changed genres in a way. Yeah, like like I said before, I was like, isn't it a little early to add outside people because they're still t- dealing with internal strife? Mm-hmm. No, they're like, oh, let's jump the gun because I got fucking God coming. Yeah, this is a good yeah. Good one. <laughs> exactly. They're like, lost in it, season two. Like, what? We're just gonna go for it. First episode. Well, <laughs> I Get actually shrooms. Think... We should do them. Lock ourselves in a room and just write. And just write. We'll write all seven seasons. Fuck it. Like right. I like I do want to tell you about those people though. Um. Because we see some of them. I'm not sure if, you know how we see different people, like some people have like face makeup or face tattoos and some are dressed differently. I think maybe that's the way that they've separated these like clans, but I'm not really sure. Oh yeah. I think the people that were left on earth have that like eye makeup or okay. like, uh, or the, well, like there was, there's three that were left on earth. Do you know this? <laughs> there were three that were left on earth. Yeah. Do you know that? Three. From what? So there were grounders, which are people who could like survive the radiation and they survived like all those years. The other ones were in space. They survived and obviously they're like bread or whatever, you know, because nobody lives that long. And then there were reapers who also survived, but they became cannibals. And then there were mountain men who lived in that Mount Weather, which was like that what they were looking for in the first episode, like what had supplies in it. So, like, people were living in there. Yeah, I told you. That was one thing that we predicted in the beginning. This is too many people. Too many fucking people. You got a hundred fucking, fucking people, people. And now you got... Fucking, now you got you 300, got West 500. Virginia living in the mountains. Yeah. You got you mountain got men, reapers, and the grounders. And I think... And what they said, what I, like, read in a part was that the grounders, they 
were resistant to the radiation and then the 100 were resistant to radiation because they had dealt with like solar radiation in space so that's why they could thrive on earth too i call right, bullshit well, no. across the whole fucking board oh, no. this is fucking stupid this is good i don't even want to there would be so much this. inbreeding in 97 years yeah i don't even want to hear that I'm doing i'm doing the sammy from jersey shore meme where she goes <laughs> all right back in the bunker jordan and hope kiss awkwardly as fuck like i can't even stand mm -hmm. what happened with them too. yeah i don't like that at all uh, and they all brace themselves as a as the green gateway opens they're surprised when nikki and her fellow prisoners jump through but raven was the one who invited them she's like they're like she's there with me bitches yeah and um, they're just like big i don't like how there's so many spinning vortex now like i don't get it but there was also much. they had like these huge like gatlin guns Yes. attached to them that looked out of like gears of war and i'm like nah, this is gears of war you straight rip that look everything um, was like they didn't know if they wanted to be primitive or like six million years in the future it was bizarre yeah. uh so as miners they're able to get nyla and echo out of the bunker and then they all conjoin a plan to stop the shepherd and distract his army the plan hinges on jordan making a machine that can deactivate the disciples and visibility shields so there's these people called the disciples and they have this mask that looks like a fencing mask and when they like hit a button they turn invisible um he said that this would make his father proud and he gets to work he creates it in no time like literally 10 seconds they jump through outside the sanctum uh into this empty it looks empty but it, it's it's like a machine and, and it and it activates hundreds of disciples to it's it. an old bunker isn't it yeah basically like a bunker i think is probably what one of the clans that i named was living in and it since has been like i think what i've gotten the sense from all of this is that earth and the humans have been brought back and destroyed like 50 times over oh i don't know whatever so there's all those people now they're ready for war meanwhile jackson is ready to perform surgery on Imori. as soon as she takes like this piece of rebar out she bleeds out and Murphy yells at um, him to save her, but there's nothing left that he could do because Amori dies. But Murphy won't stand for that. He tries to take out what they call her mind drive. Yep. The doctor places Amori's mind drive in Murphy's head. Amori wakes up in this, in this place called the palace, and she's in this really silk, sexy nightie. Yes. She opens up the curtains, <laughs> and he's standing behind her in like this black open dress shirt, like a fucking romance novel. Yeah, like, it was like, what is going on? It was like Fabio. Like, I don't, I, I, this is all, correct me if I'm wrong, all taking place in his mind, right? Yeah, so it's this place called Mind Space. That's what they call it. So it's like, they upload themselves into like this mind computer AI area. So, so after you've died, it's kind of like the show upload, like after you've died or right before you've died, you can kind of get uploaded. So like your consciousness is there, but you're not like really existing. Anymore. Exactly. Okay. All right. So they decide to just dance. And there's like a dancing scene. <laughs> well, that's what you do when there's nothing, when there's a war on outside and one of you is half dead. We just dance. Just dance. It'll be okay. <laughs> da, 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 just dance. Well, I'm surprised they didn't play that considering the ending song was U2. Justin goes easy with the U2 song. <laughs> like, well, they didn't put that in there. U2 uploaded their own song to the end of the show. They just kind of had to deal with it, just like they did with the iPhone. Just like the and every time I get in the car and the phone connects, it automatically goes to the first song of that album. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> I wish it was that one. Ugh. All right. On the bridge's place, uh, Clark can't figure out why she's still there. 
in there's like a voice that says, "You know why?" Someone's uh, like says up from behind her, "It's Lexa, not the Lexa." Um, and Clark knows it, but she hugs her anyways. Uh, this new judge explains that because the shepherd started the test, it cannot be stopped, and Clark must finish it. Lexa wants to know why Clark killed the shepherd uh, when he wasn't even armed. She explains that he killed her daughter. Wow. Okay. A lot of times passed. She had a daughter. Crazy. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know that, but I caught that when she said it. Yeah. She said, your need for revenge is more important than the fate of the entire human race. But Clark says, it isn't revenge. It's justice, baby. And Judge Lexa <laughs> says, it sounds awfully close to blood must have blood. Judge... Oh, that's what Alexis the people did. Other clan chants concludes maybe this evolved race is even worse after all, and that they should annihilate the entire entire species if they don't live up. She uh, um I, she says in there at one point I had to see my mom's face on another body, so that's kind of where that double character thing comes from that you talked about in the first episode. Oh yeah, well they have two like, names. Yeah, she's like bitching about like fifty things that have happened to her. She's like, my baby, I just see my mama's face on somebody else. Like she was like, but from my understanding, Clark is like genocided people like none other. So I don't know what she's bitching about. Yeah, she she doesn't seem like she seems like she'd be annoying. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I'm sorry for all you've lost, fake Lexa says, and she tells Clark that humanity isn't worth taking what they call the next step. I think ascending to God. Or like another planet yeah, or be great beyond. Um, it's kind of like you're like, a t I think like when you transcend, it's like you just exist forever. After that. It's like, it's like our version of heaven or you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Raven is there when Clark comes back through the stone. She knows it isn't good based on Clark's face, but Raven isn't mm -hmm. ready to give up. She touches the stone and finds herself back in the ark. Her judge is Abby, her adopted Wait, mother. That's she where she was? She was back in the ark? Yeah, she touches the stone and then goes back to the ark where she's being judged. Okay, and, and wait. Now, that woman that comes to her, it said it was the mother, right? From the original? Her adopted but mother. But was that the one that played her mom in the beginning? I don't, I don't know. I'm just I could not what tell, I but I thought they had the same name. <laughs> like, I, I don't know anything that happens. This yeah. is literally just research. I could not recognize anybody but Clark. And I know Octavia was in there too, but there were so many people with like dark hair that I was just like, who's what? They're all running around. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, they it's all like, have dark. Like, yeah, all she's like the only blonde. That's the only reason I could recognize. Yeah, it's oh. So uh, it's her adopted mother. She pleads with uh, Abby, who was adopted mother, to give them more time. Even if the human race isn't ready to join their higher beings, she said that they need more time to try to be better. But if Abby says it won't matter, they're on the brink of self-extermination as it is. She transports Raven to a battlefield where the disciples and the Wong crew face off. With everyone unable to hear or see Raven, she is powerless to stop them. The Dark Commander starts firing, just as Levitt, Octavia, and Echo rush to the scene. Leviat races in the middle and tries to plead with everyone to stop fighting. Why is Levitt all in white? Yeah, well, that was one thing I had noted. I was like, well, maybe he's his own clan. But then when they all got to the field, I was like, well, no one else is dressed like him. So I don't know if he, but he, that like shepherd guy was also in Yeah, white I think they were like, he's like, was like, fuck you, Shepard. I'm going to go help the people. Yeah. I have to people. think that maybe they were like the peaceful people. You know, I think we should break this part down a little bit. What's, what's going on is these clans have been at odds for like what I can assume to be hundreds of years now. And like they just keep fighting. 
and they keep having wars because this episode was called the last war. So basically they, they're not learning anything each time. They're just like killing each other off and like then having to like re inhabit the earth, I guess. And they're not learning anything from that. And I think when that like judge brings her in, she's supposed to be like, well, this isn't, this isn't working. She's ghost of Christmas present. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And then that Echo, who I assume to be like a peaceful person, maybe because he's just dressed in white, is supposed to show them like, no, that's not the way. The way is through His peace. name's Levitt. I feel like he's supposed to show them like the way is peace. And because he gets shot, that's why Octavia, who, you know, as we know originally from the pilot episode, is kind of like a little like wild child. I think that's why she finally comes around and is like, whoa, whoa, everybody stop. Like she has finally like kind of grown to that part. Yeah. So what happens is he runs out and he's like, we don't achieve transcendence through violence. Right. Raven thinks that this could be enough to show the judge that they're better. But then like the bad dude shoots Levitt and all hope breaks loose. Octavia rushes out in the middle of gunfire to bring Levitt to safety and Echo follows her and gets hit herself. Uh, and we learn that Bellamy is dead because Echo mentions that she won't lose Bellamy and her sister. Okay. And his sister. Right, right, yeah. I just I thought of something interesting, which is they had their own language on that one side when they're like, blood is blood, or like whatever they were saying. <laughs> like, but I find it, I kind of think it's interesting because if you were the last people on earth or like however it's been going down, everybody wouldn't just speak English. So I thought that was kind of like neatly thought out. Yeah, because I mean, not everyone that survived would just be from English speaking countries. Yeah, they wouldn't just like all be like North American. <laughs> like, I don't even know where they're supposed to be on earth. Like, I know that they were dropped near Mount Weather, but I don't know where they're really technically supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, I don't know if it actually takes place in Canada, like where it right. filmed, but, you know. Right. Uh, well, to get back into it, they say despite uh, the beauty humans are capable of, uh, you can't break free from the cycle of violence. That's what Abby says to Raven as the war yeah. rages on. She says that Raven has failed the test, and like Clark, uh, that the human race is done. As Hope and Jordan tend to Echo and Levitt, Octavia rushes out to tell Wong Crew to stop fighting. They tell, they do momentarily until the bad dude reveals himself and they start chanting that Juice Drian, Just Dawn. It means like blood for blood or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, brother. And he had but, like, can you tell me how these people who have like, <laughs> who have been on Earth for like five billion times and they're like fighting each other? Well, every time they looked at him, the camera got super close to his mouth, and he had like pearl white teeth. It's like it's not accurate. Like why one group had like these steel bunkers in front, and the other ones were like behind logs. It also this is like just a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense. Yeah, but. Indra has had enough. She grabs a giant gun from a prisoner and blasts the bad dude. This is certainly not looking great for the already doomed hum you know, humans, but Octavia it doesn't, doesn't know. It looked like they shot him into a black hole. It was like, Justin goes, yeah, what kind of gun was that? Gauntlet, gauntlet gun. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing I can describe. Into another vortex she go. Uh, but Octavia doesn't know that they've already been judged. She yells out to the disciples. She knows that she swore an oath to fight for all of mankind but this is not the way they are all one people and if i kill you i kill myself if we keep killing each other there won't be anyone left to save octavia throws down her sword and asks indria to do the same raises her weapon in the air and then drops it and then everyone else kind of follows suit octavia turns to the disciples and tells them if they fight a war they don't deserve to transcend 
Uh, with that, Octavia returns back to the woods where Hope is having to give Echo chest compressions and Levitt isn't faring much better. Well, they said you can't transcend if you die. So so even though we think like it's our version of dying so they're trying to keep him alive in long enough time for the transcend for them to all like come to peace and the transcendence to take place yeah the disciples have a think about what octavia has said and decided to drop their weapons for all of mankind they say raven tells abby that they can change they just need more time and the judge seemed to agree. As Hope is still beating Echo's heart and like working on her, she starts to glow, then turns into a ball of light and rises to the sky. Then Levitt does the same. Hope and Jordan go next. Bellamy was right, Octavia says, as she walks out the former battlefield and sees everyone transcending around her, and she goes up next. Yeah, um, let's talk about the transcendence for a moment, which is like, I read this funny thing where it's like, well, first of all, they turn into a glowing ball of light, but then they look like like flaming groups on the ground, don't they? They're all like... like it looks like <laughs> stick figures that someone drew in with like yeah, the fire effect yes. on like Photoshop. Yeah, literally. We're not exaggerating. Like, that's what that looks like. And then they just, I'm like, are they all just going to stay there forever? Like, like, <laughs> like, like, it was like when you go like, field goal. It's like they were all doing that like same arm motion. <laughs> it didn't make any sense to me. That whole part. Just because there's finally peace means that they could transcend. Yeah, I mean, has has society really been that shitty that there's constant war and killing to the point where they've never... I mean, they paused for literally 33 seconds in peace and then they transcended. Like, have we never reached a point where they achieved peace before then? It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I'm, st- I'm glad to see that Clark has maintained her leather jacket collection through all of this, though. <laughs> <laughs> About to be the last gal on earth, and she's going strong. Leather jacket by the beach. All alone, Clark grabs the disciple helmet and jumps to Sanctum to see if anyone else was left. She finds Picasso, the dog. Okay, first of all, all dogs go to heaven. They should be the fucking first ones up there, uh-huh. not the last one. Why does he have to hang out with this bitch? Yeah. He's killing everybody while wearing a leather jacket. Like, I just don't like it. Also, this show is slightly prejudiced against blondes, which I have a problem with. Like, everybody was a brunette, and the last girl on earth is a bright blonde, and they're like, oh, you gotta be the last one on earth because you're a piece of shit, and you've been killing everybody. Whereas, like, everyone else transcends, and they've been eating people, shooting each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's a little like prejudice the cannibals get to go before me yeah, the, cannibals, the cannibals all transcend and they're like you gotta stay like uh, i've noticed a theme there <laughs> well clark and picasso jump to the bunker and they don't find anyone down there picasso runs off she chases him to the water but can't find him anywhere please come back she pleads i don't want to be alone and at that moment she's not alone judge lexa comes back but lexa says that no test taker from any speeches has ever killed someone while taking the test so she could never join them because you're a piece of shit like she was like no you fucking killed someone during it you can't join us yeah which i was like but i didn't understand that so she knew she was she knew she was being tested she was trying to take the lesser of two evils Basically, she was being a martyr. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being like, I'll save all of human, all of mankind, and I'll suffer the consequence that comes along with it. 
But she did get like she got emotional towards it. And she's like, I when the dog ran away, she's like, I really don't want to be here completely alone. Like that was kind of depressing. And that's when yeah. the other like the judge shows up. And Clark is okay with this decision that she'll never be able to ascend as long as Maddie's happy and safe. Lexa says that Maddie will never die and never feel pain. She knew that Clark wouldn't want her to come back to Earth just for her and that that was an option. And that's when Lexa reveals that transcendence is a choice. Not only that, it's a choice that no one, that people have not made until now. Yeah, so basically you can transcend or you can stay and no one has ever chosen to stay except for like now. Except for humans. They're the only species that these people have encountered that decided to stay. I thought it was the, okay, all right. Uh, Because apparently they've done this before. This kind of, these, these people have actually wiped out entire species that they thought were bad. Because earlier in the conversation, Clark's like, you're going to fucking judge me, bitch, when you've, like, taken out entire species of people before, and you're going to judge us based off of, like, these shitty people fighting each other. Like, we're much more deeper, you know, we're deeper collective than that. And she didn't believe her at first until these people went up, and these people kind of get upgraded into their system, and so we can see how they're, they can see how humans' minds work, and they like figured out that humans are just very complex well it's like i believe that maybe that's why the show set up so many i just keep calling them clans but like you have the 100 you have the folks on the ark you have the grounders the reapers the mountain men and those are just the ones i t- i know about because if they're wiping each other out gradually like did you notice we didn't see anyone from the ark like we didn't see any of the adults nope I didn't see, I didn't recognize hardly anyone. And like I told you in the first one, remember, I was like, there's only two people that have all 100 episodes on here. Like, yeah. people are going to die. Right. And with the, at the end, at the end, it's basically like, what, it was like nine of them that they were, were the original 100 chose to stay? Yeah, so Clark turns the corner and finds Picasso has joined her friends. And they are Octavia, Raven, Murphy, Amori, Indra, Gaia, Levitt, Jackson, Miller, Nyla, Echo, Hope, and Jordan have all chosen to live the rest of the lives with Clark on Earth. Yeah. And and she says, and like the judge says to her, you can never procreate. Like you can never do this. This is the last of it. Like you like, I don't know how many you name. Like you like 15 basically are the last people. This is it. And they just kind of wanted to be together because you're... I respect this in a storytelling sense that we finally get to a place where we went back to the original 100. I I think that part, of, like the sentiment behind it is interesting. Yeah, it's like these people chose to live the rest of their lives, good or bad, with you. With each other, because they probably yeah. went through, they were, remember in the beginning, they were the juvenile delinquents. So they had a lot of growing up to do. They probably spent so much time together and fighting and doing this and doing that, that that bond is unbreakable. And that's probably why they chose to stay. I'll give, I'll give the series that much because I do think that from a storytelling writing perspective is very interesting. It was an interesting ending. And I think a good ending overall, considering like the weird shit that they threw in. I just don't like where it went from the original episode. However, the ending of this was good. It was a good, I think it was a good ending a good way to end a show where there's like some good, some bad, some people gave up, some people died. Some right. like, 
there's a bunch of different shit that accumulated to this one point. And it wasn't just like a cop out. It was like, look, this is what happened. These are who's left. Take it or leave it. It did. I will say you've never seen lost, but this echoes a lot of lost. Whereas like, I'm going to explain to you kind of a high level, which is just like, Lost also took some like weird liberties, twists and turns and flash forwards and flash backwards and flash sideways. But in the end, basically they've all died and they're like together, which this kind of takes the same. They're in purgatory, right? They're in pur- that's all I know. Yeah, about kind of, basically. Yeah, basically. But they're all together, right? Like that's the whole thing. Like, oh, they always belong together. It's their dance- destiny. And I think that's the same for the 100, like the ones that finally survived are together. I think I would have liked it a slight bit more if it was all the original 100 together. That would have kind of been more interesting than just like 14 of them. Yeah, because technically some of those people had died already. Yes, in different orders too from what I'm Yeah. understanding. So That's it's true. So I if like, like all 100 decided to to band together instead. Yeah, like that would have been cool and then like all of a sudden like you know Bellamy jumps down or you know Finn that we met in the beginning like a couple things like that would have been kind of really a nice bow on it. You know what I mean? Why no, that would have been two that? cheese balls. You just need the... These are probably like the good friends, you know? Well, they better get building some houses because those stick figure teepees they were getting going on are not going to help <laughs> yeah. them survive for more than a, a minute. And by the way, when she walked down to the beach, she walked off of like some platforms and like homes, but yet they're down on the beach assembling stick figure teepees. So riddle me that one. <laughs> yeah, she's like, let me just pop out this mansion real quick. Pop down these stance. Pop, pop. Let's go live on this rocky ass lakeshore. Do you see why sci-fi like loses me a lot? Because it not only like does it remove reality of like you know the regular like things of it, but like just like the attention to detail, like clothing, housing, like hairstyles. No, I totally get it. This, this one just went off in it's some sort of direction. I have no good. understanding about. No. This was I. I had trouble if I didn't have, if I didn't do the research that I did to find out what actually was fucking happening, I would have been mm-hmm. like, I don't get this. Like it would have been so abstract. Everything I was saying to you would have been like, oh, this dude was on this like, on this board, and he was like talking to this person <laughs> about like what's gonna happen, and then this other guy was like, what what the fuck? And then that's how it would have sounded if I was yeah. trying to explain this to you if I didn't research all these people's names. And shit, because like it was so far removed from the first episode. From yeah, it, it's barely the same show, and I think that um, I'm definitely picking the next show because <laughs> you picked out a piece of shit for me. Oh my god, I'm probably gonna have to watch a fucking soap opera next. You're definitely. I I am finding something. She's. I. You just wait. I am gonna find something. That at least we can follow along to. Guys, the show from now on is going to go from one extreme to another. Back and forth. <laughs> well, every time we have done, like, have you noticed that, like, any times we do, like, a sci-fi or, like, something that's, like, can have an element of, like, not reality, it's really hard to piece together what's happened. Like, that's if we life. watch a teen, a fucking teen drama, we can just be like, oh, they broke up. Like, it's easier to piece together what happened this. I mean, it was like, I don't even know where I am. Like, nothingness. We just want to, we, we'll try to find a happy medium. We won't hop back. We'll put our little toes in the science fiction water for a little bit and let you calm down yeah. and deal with whatever you're dealing we with. We have to take big breaks between sci-fi because I can't deal. Okay, I thought this was like, 
I the, you put this one on the list. You know I what? Did. You know what I, I thought this was. It. You know what I oh. thought this was? I was thought this was more similar to The Leftovers, which I liked that show. That's what I thought too. I said in the beginning, I thought it was like just humans yeah. fucking coming out of nowhere, a hundred of them. Yep, yeah. That's why I thought that's why I originally put it on the list because I was like, it would be kind of cool. Yeah. This? You put it on the list. I didn't. I yeah. just chose it off the list. I was like, whatever. This was like this episode was like damn near Xena territory. Okay. No, Xena was much more easy to grasp than this. <laughs> <laughs> True. It's a big lesbian warrior princess versus everyone. I, was, I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us for The 100. And um, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Spoil Everything Pod. Check out our beautiful, beautiful website that is done by Courtney. Thank you. It is WeSpoilEverything.com. It is wonderful. It is beautiful. It is futuristic check it out you can listen to us on there you can listen to us wherever where were we number five this week joseph where what's it estonia uruguay Uruguay. oh am i saying that right yeah we were number pale last episode so number five this week in uruguay uh i got uh, i get these things that show up and they tell us like what we're ranked and what state or what country and we're like number five in uruguay which is right below brazil for all those people that are geographically challenged um in south america so that was kind of funny that was kind of cool mm-hmm. yeah so thank you for our listeners in uruguay uh DM sorry, us, and i'll things. give you a shout out for making us so popular in uruguay Yay! so stay tuned see you next tuesday mm-hmm.